You seem to really enjoy learning about how the brain works. Because it's science. Yay, science. It is science, but it's also... Well, it's interesting to learn about how you work. It's like, oh, so that's how I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I do think like that, don't I? Does it help connect dots for you? It, or? Yeah, it's kind of like a guide to how you you yourself think. And it's like, oh, so that's why it's nice when that happens. Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today's episode features another conversation with my 12-year-old son, Asher. In this episode, Asher and I wanted to share with you one of our favorite brain science tools, the concept of mindset, or more specifically, fixed versus growth mindsets as defined by researcher Carol Dweck. As Asher's mother and teacher, I consider one of my biggest jobs to be helping him learn about himself and how he's wired so he can develop a strong sense of self-awareness. I see this as one of the most important skills anyone can develop, but especially differently wired kids who may have extra skills to work on in order to reach their goals. As you'll hear from the following conversation, Asher is totally into this stuff. And I found that when I share articles and books and videos about the way our brains and cognitive processes work, he always considers the new information in relation to himself, and sometimes even makes a decision to change his response to something based on what he's learned. This makes sense, though, because studies show that kids are interested in learning about how their brains work, and that when we take the time to let them in on why we're working on certain skills and concepts, they can make the connection and invest in working harder. This has absolutely been the case with Asher. Introducing him to this concept of mindset has actually had a very real and profound impact on how Asher approaches work. And it gives us a language to use when he comes up against obstacles or things he doesn't really want to do. So if your differently wired kid struggles with tasks that feel hard or too big or uninteresting, this could be a great tool for you too. As always, thank you for listening. To learn more about this podcast and Tilt, the revolution for parents raising differently wired kids, visit www.tiltparenting.com. Hi, Asher. Hello, mom and various viewers. They're not viewing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's my intro every week. Hello, mom and various viewers. I mean listeners. <laughs> I'm really excited today to talk with you about mindset. Yeah. And for listeners, I just wanted to introduce this concept of mindset in case you're not familiar with it. The idea of mindset was developed by a Stanford psychologist named Carol Dweck, who has written a book called Mindset. It's called Mindset. How we can learn to fulfill our potential. She's also given an awesome TED talk, which we watched. Yeah. But we have been kind of tuning into her work with mindset and talking about it for at least the past two years. Definitely. So she talks about two different types of mindset. Do you remember what they are? A growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And how would you, we'll give like the real definition according to her, but I'm curious just in your words, how would you describe a fixed mindset? Bad. No. <laughs> a fixed mindset is kind of when you think that you can't, that everyone has, has a certain value of just smartosity or something. Smartness. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it can't be changed. 
which makes them want to look smart, right? Interesting, yeah. They want to look smart instead of want to be smart. They're like, oh, I have a certain amount of smartosity that I can't change, so I should at least make other people think I have loads of it, even if I don't. And then they end up doing all these bad things because they want to seem smart instead of be smart. Right. And then the growth mindset people are all learning and improving themselves. Well, what is a growth mindset? What is the... That's when you think you can develop smartosity. And is smartosity a real word? No. Okay. (laughs) But you're talking about intelligence, basically. Exactly. That's what I meant. (laughs) Well, that was a really good definition. I'm going to read the definition that she has in her book just to kind of tie it all together. She says, in a fixed mindset, students believe their basic abilities, their intelligence, their talents are just fixed traits. They have a certain amount and that's that. And then their goal becomes to look smart all the time, which is just what you said, and never look dumb. In a growth mindset, students understand that their talents and abilities can be developed through effort, good teaching, and persistence. And practice. They don't necessarily think everyone's the same or anyone can be Einstein, but they believe everyone can get smarter if they work at it. Yeah. So I'm curious, again, we've been talking about this for a couple of years. What is that? What does the idea of growth mindset mean for you? Well, it means that if you work harder, you can get better. It wouldn't make sense if that didn't happen. Yeah. So do you, you buy into this concept? Yeah. I didn't used to. Ooh. So tell us about that. Um, a while ago, I didn't know about mindsets, and I had a fixed mindset. You would describe yourself as having had a fixed mindset? Yes. Let's talk about the traits, because she has this nice graph, and it talks about the traits of a fixed mindset and growth mindset. So let's talk about the traits of a fixed mindset, because you said that you used to really identify with these. Kind of. So the fixed mindset where, where intelligence is static Though, when it comes to challenges, people with a fixed mindset... Avoid challenges. They give up easily. With obstacles, right? What about effort? They see effort as fruitless or worse. It's like, why would you spend effort if you're going to get the same thing out either way? Mm -hmm. Why why would you work harder if you're still going to get the same result? All right. How about criticism? They ignore negative negative feedback, and they feel threatened by the success of others. Mm Mm-hmm. So at the bottom of this chart, it says, as a result, they may plateau early and achieve less than their full potential. Yeah, because these are all the things that help you get smarter. And if they don't think they'll get smarter by doing them, then why bother? Yeah. So you said that you used to be mostly a fixed mindset person before you knew about this. So, But now I'm nearly completely growth mindset. I do still feel threatened by the success of others sometimes. That's a tough one. Well, only if they're in the same thing that I'm doing. Like what? Like if somebody else does something really cool, then I feel like, oh, no, I need to do something really cool. That is such a very human emotion, too, right? To kind of look around and see what other people are doing and feel like it it either threatens who we are or it makes us feel like we're not as good, right? Or we're less than. Exactly. That is the one part of a growth mindset that I don't have. You think it's something you can develop? Yeah, but it sounds very hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. And as I said, I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit. It is something that most people struggle with. But I would say, let's go back to some of these traits. Because yes, 
avoiding challenges. You're someone who typically has had no problem doing things that your peers were doing, right? And sometimes I have noticed that when you come up against things that were more challenging. They're like unfamiliar. What do I do? And later I'm like, wait a minute. I do the problem. (laughs) Well, that's what you're like now. You used to balk at those things. I used to go like, no, I can't do this. This is, this isn't way too easy for me. Right. When everything was so easy for you for so long, then when you started being asked to do things that weren't. But now I love challenge. Yeah, you do? Yeah. All right, I'm going to keep that in mind as I design your curriculum for next year. No, no, I hate challenge. (laughs) What am I saying? No. Well, let's talk about, because we went through the traits of the fixed mindset. So on the opposite of avoiding challenge is embracing challenge for someone with a growth mindset. And I wouldn't say you fully embrace challenges yet, but... I do like challenges. You like them, and you've told me that you want to have a growth mindset. Yes, definitely. So, so sometimes... That's going to be one of the challenges I'm going to have to embrace. It's true. <laughs> because sometimes we come up against these things, these f- fixed mindset traits, or they'll come out in something we're doing. And then you'll even remember or refer to this chart and be like, oh, yeah, I guess I need that. I have to just embrace this. Yeah, I have to put in loads of effort if I want to do this properly. Yeah, and here it says, you know, the fixed mindset sees effort as fruitless or worse, but yeah, a growth mindset... because if effort didn't change anything, and it's a lot of work, why on earth would you... Yeah, what would try? be the point? Why why try when, when you'll always do the exact same work? Right. But a growth mindset sees effort as the path to mastery. Yes. And if you work harder... Then you'll get better, and it will be easier to work harder. So you can work even harder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is one of those things I... The more effort you put in, the easier it is to put more effort in. I will relate this particular one to my own trying to learn Dutch, right? I have a bit of a fixed mindset. I don't see that my effort is fruitless or worse, but I do in some some voice in my head is saying... You'll never fully learn Dutch. It's too hard. You're too old to learn a new language, blah, blah, blah. But I'm continuing to embrace this growth mindset. And I just believe that if I keep putting an effort, I will eventually master it, right? Yeah. But I am coming up against my own fixed mindset in that capacity. But I'm noticing it and moving on. So with the growth mindset, the obstacles one persists in the face of setbacks instead of giving up easily. And this is one I've noticed a lot of growth for you on because you are working on some complicated... I'll say they're complicated. (laughs) I'm working on rocket science. Well, you're working on... A video game where you do rocket science. Well, Kerbal Space Program, which we've mentioned. So listeners are going to be familiar with that. But you're you're working on a mod pack at the moment? Yeah, I'm working on a... I'm basically choosing which parts I should use in all of my rockets. Right, but I'm, you have I'm, had a lot of obstacles in what you're yeah, trying like to do. Yeah, like once my stability system, when I try to go a certain way, it went that way, and then it switched directions. And then when I tried to go the other way, it kept going in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So it ended up spinning faster and faster and faster no matter what I did. And so with the fixed mindset, you you know, the old Asher would have been like, oh, screw this, this is too hard, I'm not going to do it. And now you're persisting in the face of setbacks, 
not without grumbling or frustration. (laughs) But this is a good thing to know. You know, your dad. Nobody likes setbacks. Nobody likes them, but you, you are pushing through them, which is embracing a growth mindset. With criticism, you can learn from criticism versus ignoring it. Is that something you think you're able to do? Yeah, mostly. If the criticism is kind of mean-spirited, yeah. even if it's true, I kind of dismiss it. I think everyone does, right? Who wants to yeah. be... Even if it's helpful information, who wants helpful information? Rudely. It's like, oh, yeah, your rocket isn't working because you've placed the RCS incorrectly because you're stupid. <laughs> First of all, who is doing that or saying those things to you? Nobody. Oh, okay, this is just an example. Yeah. Yes, but it's true. You do receive information, but you and you don't feel as threatened by it. You used to feel like it was an insult or an attack against you. And now you're more open to hearing feedback that could help you learn or push through something. And then the last one of success of others, as you said, feeling threatened by the success of others in a growth mindset, that looks like finding lessons and inspiration from the success of others. Yeah. And that's a work in progress, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a tough one. I wanted to walk listeners through this other chart. It's called developing a growth mindset. And this is something we, this is something we keep on the wall of our classroom. And what I like about this is it tells you about your thoughts. So instead of thinking this, there's column A, which are the fixed mindset thoughts, like I'm not good at this or, I give up, or I can't make this any better, or this is too hard. Or my first plan didn't work. Right. So this is kind of like the fixed mindset, awfulizing, negative response. Yeah. Then in column B, it's this growth mindset. It's like, I'm not good at this. Wait, maybe I'm doing something wrong. I give up. Maybe I'll try it differently. Maybe I'll try a different approach. (laughs) It's good enough. Is this really my best work? I mean... I like these two. These are ones that we often refer to in school. This is too hard, or I just can't do this. Sometimes when you're faced with a task, especially in math or something you haven't done before, I hear these two things come out of your mouth. I can't do this, or it's too hard. And so the new thoughts are, this may take some time. It's like, this may take... I, this is too hard. It may take some time. Yeah, it might take some time to figure it out. Or I just can't do this. Instead, think I'm going to train my brain. Yeah, brain training. Instead (laughs) of me thinking I'll never learn Dutch, I will learn Dutch. So Eventually. Eventually, if I keep working at it. So have you found this chart in particular? Uh, I like the other chart better. Really? Okay, so this one you don't find useful? No, no, no. The other chart looks better. It looks better. It has all these cool graphics, and this one is just really hard to read, multicolored text. What I'm asking you, Asher? Oh, what's in the chart? Oh, yeah, this one is more helpful. There's so much more to maintaining a healthy gut microbiome than eating a balanced and healthy diet, travel, certain medications, and of course, something many of us have plenty of in our daily life, stress, are just some of the other factors that can totally throw off our systems. Enter Ritual. They created Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. 
Their supplement includes two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and diarrhea. I like Symbiotic Plus because it delivers all this goodness in one single nested minty delayed released capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. And because the capsules don't require refrigeration, I just keep them on my desk so that I get that helpful visual cue every morning. Plus, they're easy to bring with me when I travel. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary of Gotcha Day when we adopted our sweet Haskell, my cat who acts like a dog, plays fetch, and who I'm pretty sure has sensory processing differences. Are you getting a new pet soon? That means you'll need to think about getting the necessities like food, toys, a bed. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. You have told me many times that you want to be a growth mindset person, and I'm just curious why. Because then I'll be smarter. Is it about becoming (laughs) smarter? It's because if you believe that your skills can be developed, then you can do whatever you want. You have much more free will with a growth mindset than a fixed mindset. In a fixed mindset, it's like, okay, I have X smartosity. Therefore, I must seem like I have more than that. Or else people will think I'm dumb. And then I can't do anything to change that because they'll be... Really, it has a lot of lying and um, self-doubt along the fixed mindset path. What do you mean lying? You try and make other people think that you're really smart, even if you're not. You're trying to make other people think that you're smart because... You're worried that you aren't. Right, so it's like a self-preservation kind of thing. Yeah. But you really, when we went over this, you were so definitive that I want to be a growth mindset person. Like that really appealed to you. Yeah, because if I work hard, then I can get a growth mindset. And you think that that will benefit you? Yeah, because if I believe that something will work, then it will actually work slightly better. If I believe that intelligence is fixed, then practice won't have as much as fun an, uh, as much as of as much of an effect mm-hmm. there you got it out <laughs> do you think that you've been successful 
at developing growth mindset traits? Yeah. What do you think has helped the most for you to develop them? Uh, well, I think definitely having some challenge and setbacks has helped. Because it's all the more opportunity to say, no, I will take the challenge. Because of the growth mindset. You know, I'm just remembering a c- couple years ago, I think it was after we had watched the TED Talk, or we had at least talked about or read an article by Carol Dweck about mindset. And you were working on some project and I, and you had worked really hard. And at the, when you were done, I said, well, I noticed you really took your time to try to make that accurate. I really appreciate how much time you spent on that. And you said to me, wow, mom, you're praising my effort and not the outcome. That's what you're supposed to do, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep, that's exactly. caught me. <laughs> Excellent job. <laughs> you praised me properly. But that's something they talk about too. And I, as your teacher and your mom have. Yeah. Tried even to. If, you, if you do a great job with very little effort and you're like, wow, great job. That doesn't inspire you to take more effort. Therefore, you don't actually get any better. Right. Not specific isn't helpful. Like great job or thinking everything's great. And also, Asher, it's. You know, we don't do grades in our homeschool right now. Yeah, grades are definitely perpetuating the fixed mindset. And when a parent or a teacher praises a child for the grade that they achieved. It's what, like, wow, you got an A+. plus. You must have worked really hard to get that. Well, that would be better than, wow, you're so smart. Look, you got an A. Great job, right? That doesn't really it help. It should be like this. Whoa, you, you worked really hard. And you also got an A. Like, all of that hard work and persistence has paid off. Yeah, exactly. All that hard work has paid off instead of, wow, you got an award for your amazing smartosity. Right. So winning something or getting praised just for an achievement can reinforce a fixed mindset that, you know, my value is based on my performance and my intelligence and therefore... If I don't achieve at that level, then there's something wrong with me or, you know, so they, it reinforces that thinking. Yeah. Sometimes, Ash, in the moment when you're working on something and you get really frustrated and I get a lot of resistance from you, I draw attention to the chart, the developing growth mindset chart, and I suggest another way of looking at it. And you don't always respond that well to it. Yeah. But. Because I'm kind of annoyed. But then after the fact, like maybe later that day or maybe even the next day, we can then refer back to it. That's been my strategy is to go back and reflect on what happened, talk about it and dissect it, especially in situations where you did push through. And I like to remind you that you did good work developing some new neuropathways. Yeah. Does that help? Yes, it does. What what happens with the neuropathways? Well, I just feel like I'm getting closer to my goal of a growth mindset. How do you think learning about mindset and other brain science concepts impacts you? I actually post a lot of articles on the Facebook page for Tilt about brain science. And like you. What? We have a Facebook page? You recently read Dan Pink's awesome book called Drive. Oh, yeah, that was cool. The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us. And you found that super interesting too. Like, What is it about these types of books and ideas that resonates with you? They're interesting. You seem to really enjoy learning about how the brain works. Because it's science. Yay, science. 
It is science, but it's also... Well, it's interesting to learn about how you work. It's like, oh, so that's how I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I do think like that, don't I? Does it help connect dots for you? Yeah, it's kind of like a guide to how you, you yourself think. And it's like, oh, so that's why it's nice when that happens. Right after we read Dan Pink, or you read Dan Pink's book, Drive, which I had read before, and I love his books and thinking, you said to me, his that book is about motivation and really makes a strong case for people not being motivated by external rewards. Yeah. But because when you do something yourself, you kind of get this own motivator that says, yeah, you just did something without an external reward. Yeah, you're awesome. Yeah. Well, I just remember after you read that book, you said to me, hey, mom, next time I do something or I'm going to do something, don't offer me any kind of reward. And then you said, you Wait. can you can give me a reward, but don't tell me about it until after I'm done. Yes, exactly. Because it's actually extra good if you give them a reward without telling them about it. And only do it some of the times. They don't expect a reward. Because then they get two rewards at once. Right. Sometimes. And then sometimes they only get one reward. So I would say a desire to develop an intrinsic sense of motivation is very similar to a desire to develop a growth mindset. Yeah, exactly. And those are both things that you want to do now. Yeah. Good. I can help you with that. Good. So make sure not to offer me any rewards ever again. No, no, no. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, uh, why are you nodding your head? <laughs> Wait, no. Don't offer any <laughs> rewards. But do give them to me sometimes. Like, oh, wow, that was a great run. Here, have a Nilla wafer. Okay, I can do that. Well, I mean, you need to make sure to praise me for my effort. Uh, and then you kept going even with that side stitch that took a lot of determination yeah exactly when i say things like that are you thinking oh she's just doing that growth mindset stuff no no i take them as compliments okay by going why thank you in an outrageous fake british accent okay do you think that other kids would benefit from learning and understanding the concept of a growth mindset and a fixed mindset? Yeah, definitely. Because I'm sure there are loads of people who have growth mindsets who don't even know who have fixed mindsets, not growth mindsets. There are loads of people who have fixed mindsets who don't even know about growth mindsets. They think fixed mindset is correct. They think that's the only mindset. And having a fixed mindset is hard. Yeah, and it's really, really hard on yourself yeah because you're like oh no i'm not smart enough to do this i'm a horrible excuse for a person yeah it is it's hard on yourself it's judgmental and it's limited thinking yeah it's like i i i failed at this once i'm horrible at it oh i'll never be able to do it again so you had a question that you wanted to end the podcast by asking listeners to post whether you think you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. So you're asking people to leave a comment on the show notes page. Yeah. Saying whether they have a fixed or growth mindset. So if people want to share with us what they, and you can also be a blend. You don't have to all be one or the other. We'd be curious to hear what you think. Yeah, exactly. Well, Ash, I just want to say, I love talking about this stuff with you. And I really- (laughs) I really appreciate your being 
vulnerable and open and willing to talk about this stuff with our listeners. So thank you so much. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. For the show notes for this episode, visit tiltparenting.com slash podcast and search for this conversation. If you like what you heard on today's episode, I would be grateful if you could take a minute to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or a review. Thank you so much for helping us stay visible so people who would benefit from the show can easily find it. If you want to support the show and help me cover the cost of production, please consider joining my Patreon campaign. To support the show, just visit patreon.com slash tilt parenting. Lastly, if you aren't already part of the online community at Tilt, I invite you to sign up at tiltparenting.com on the box in the bottom where it says join the revolution. Every Thursday, I send out a short email with a quick note from me, a link to that week's podcast episode, and links to five stories from the news that week that are relevant to parents like us. Again, you can sign up and learn more about Tilt at www.tiltparenting.com. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.